Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. Find the links at faithtalk995.com. This is Faith Talk 99.5. Revive Our Hearts is coming up in 30 minutes, but now it's Searching for the Truth, sponsored by West 65th Street Church of Christ in Little Rock. Welcome to Searching for the Truth, a live and local call-in program. Call in with your comments or questions now, 855-568-1062. That's 855-568-1062. Your friends at the West 65th Street Church of Christ in Little Rock invite you to open your Bible and study with us as Don McLean answers Bible questions with Bible answers in a search for the truth. This program is presented as part of the efforts of the West 65th Street Church of Christ in Little Rock to search for all the truth presented in God's Word and teach that truth to men and women who, like us, are searching for the truth. Now, here's Don McLean. And good afternoon. Welcome. What a beautiful Monday it is. Cloudy, cold, beautiful day. I hope that you've had a wonderful one so far. Uh, just uh, noticed there just a few minutes ago, the National Weather Service has uh, issued a flash flood watch for our area. So uh, keep that in mind. It looks like it may rain. So if you're out and about later on this afternoon, there's nothing out there right now that I can see. So uh, just keep that in mind if you're out and about later on tonight and tomorrow. Uh, we've got an opportunity for some flash flooding. So anyway, thank you for being with me this afternoon. And if you have a Bible question or comment, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're going to be here today talking about the Bible. And if you have a Bible question or comment, we'd love to hear from you. Our phone number is one 558 Your comments and your questions are welcome. Uh, today, what we're going to do is uh, 
uh, talk about the Bible itself. Uh, we had a question a week and a half ago about the Bible. In fact, we were loaded up with several different questions, and we've been in the process of answering those questions. We had one about worshiping in spirit and in truth, and and then we had uh, had a couple of more questions, and one of them has to do with the Bible itself. Um, is it inspired? Why do we believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God? That's what we're going to be talking about this afternoon. And so as we uh, study this issue and look at what the Bible has to say, of course, uh, those who don't believe in what the Bible has to say, quoting from the Bible is not going to do them much good. Uh, But I, I will say to you that there are also many external evidences for us to believe that the Bible is, in fact, the Word of God, that it is inspired. And we'll talk about some of those in the coming days. Um, of course, the, the greatest evidence is internal evidences. And we'll be talking about some of those, too. But anyhow, I would love to hear from you. If you have a Bible, if you have a question or a comment, if you have something to add to what we're going to be talking about today, uh, we would very much love to hear from you. Um, let's, let's do this. Let's begin with a, uh, with, with a general... Uh, overview, I guess, about the Bible itself, you know, and ask the question, can we trust it? And just make this point, this observation, that the Bible deals with a variety of issues. It's not one book written about one particular thing that was found in antiquity. I mean, it's not a history book that deals with a particular person's life, a biography of one man and one man only in a limited, very limited period of time. It it is a book that was written over a thousand years in the making. It, it is a book that has over 40 authors, right? It, it is a book that is made up of 66 different books. Again, a wide span of time is being covered and several different people writing. But what is so amazing about this particular book is that it does have one person in mind from beginning to end, and it is Jesus Christ. You know, the answer to questions that men have asked from the beginning of time, they say, well, Adam didn't ask the question, and, and those not far removed from Adam did not ask this question. They knew where they came from, but uh, many men have asked this question, where do we come from? Where did the Bible come from? That's another question. Where does the Bible come from? Well, the same place that we came from. And when you ask questions about the Bible, we live in a day and age of skepticism, of conspiracy theories. And I guess I kind of fit into a skeptic in a way. I mean, I want to see evidence before I believe. I don't believe the Bible simply because I was told that it was the Word of God. Okay, I, I don't believe the Bible just because I have this feeling. Okay, uh, it's not an emotional-based faith. I, I'll say to you that I was studying with a couple of Mormons several years ago. They came to my office, and we began to study the Book of Mormon and comparing it to the Bible itself, and we began to talk about the differences and. I, 
I began to question some of the things that the Book of Mormon said. And uh, one of the young men, one of the elders, he was probably 19 or so, uh, he said, if, if you will just pray over this book, you will feel and know that it is the Word of God. You feel, you, God will give you this assurance if you'll just pray over it and believe in it. See, in order to believe in the Book of Mormon, you have to believe in it first. You have to pray over it, and, and you have to believe in it first. And uh, No, it's interesting, the Book of Mormon, you know, the historical statements in the Book of Mormon, nothing can be verified, no archaeological evidences supporting the origin or the statements of the book. And the things that it says regarding matters of antiquity, the Bible is, I mean, the, the Book of Mormon can't be supported, not like the Bible can. But I began to ask some questions about the B Book of Mormon, and they said, well, just pray over it. Well, listen, my belief in the Bible is not based over just this emotional feeling that I got because I prayed over it either. It's based upon evidence. God has given evidence to support this book as being his word, just like he's given evidence to support his existence. You know, does the Bible contain errors? Well, there are a lot of people who think that the Bible does contain a lot of errors. They believe that the, that the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, contradict each other. They don't, but they many people say that they do. And in fact, a fellow just last week sent me a list of 20 alleged contradictions in the Bible. Well, I responded to his first 10. His reaction wasn't, well, you know, he didn't get to my reaction or my statements and my, my answers. He didn't say boo about my answers. He just called me a dirty name and left it at that. He was not happy. I mean, I don't see any reason why I should uh, respond to the other 10 alleged contradictions. If he's not going to be honest with the information that you give, uh, you know, that's a, a real problem that, that we run into quite often. People are not really honest about their um, approach to the Word of God. I believe that if somebody is truly open and honest to the truth, you can show them and convince them with evidence that the Bible is the Word of God. Now, if they will not accept the evidence, what will that indicate? So, we're going to be talking about some of these things, some of the questions that people raise about the about the Bible. Um, I want to begin by making this observation. We can trust that the Bible is the Word of God. First and foremost, because God is. Of course, if God did not exist, the Bible could not exist as it does. But the Bible is not believed by me just because I believe it. Okay, again, it's not an emotional-based faith. It is faith due to the evidence. Faith is not something that is blind. Listen, God wants us to believe in him, not because he just wants us to blindly believe what somebody says. He does not, God is not the God of just the gullible. Okay? God is the God of anyone who is honest, who will look into the evidence to find out what the truth is. There is more 
than sufficient evidence, more than sufficient evidence to support faith in God. And my friend, there is more than sufficient evidence to support faith in God's Word. Does God exist? Another fellow a couple of weeks ago was, uh, boy, he was... He was saying that to believe in God is, is, is worse than believing in Santa Claus. You know, that it's just a myth. God himself is just a myth. And I asked him a very simple question. I said, if you're so sure that there is no God, can you explain to me how life began? And, of course, he was honest. He said, no, he can't. And the reality is no one can. No scientist can. They cannot explain to you how life began. Now, there are some theories out there. Richard Dawkins and many others, they have their theories about how life came to be. Perhaps there was a meteor that came and struck the earth and it bore uh, the beginnings of life on it because life could not begin on this planet. That much they agree on now. And this life from outer space, it, it actually has a name. It's called transpermia and they believe that life has come either accidentally or even some alien brought life here and planted it on this planet and they say that because they they cannot answer the question where did life come from well at least he was honest and he said i don't know but then you know you would hope that them not being able to answer that question would lead them to be open and honest to perhaps there is a God. Now, there are many other questions that need to be raised, okay, and many other arguments that can be made. God exists, and one of the evidences of that is the law of thermodynamics, you know, the law of cause and effect. Uh, You think about the cosmological argument, the most reasonable cause for the material universe just an explosion um, order out of disorder is just randomly doesn't happen. Um, disorder causes more disorder. An explosion is going to cause you know, disorder, not order. You know, everything that comes about, everything that happens, and I'm going to apply these same principles to the Word of God cause and effect. Everything that exists has to exist because it had an adequate cause to exist. If it does not have an adequate cause to exist, then explain it. Everything has to have an adequate cause. The universe, how did it happen accidentally? There has to have, there has to be an adequate cause. The only explanation is that something that is more powerful than all of the matter in the universe and the energy in the universe was able to start it all. And the order of the universe then, it's not just that it exists, it exists in an organized way and it functions, it works. And not only that, when you consider its irreducible complexities, I mean, the earth, if it was just a little bit off course, either closer to the sun or away from the sun. We would either burn up or we would freeze to death. The earth has to be right where it is. 
It has to be rotating just as it is. Everything has to be just as it is or life could not exist. The mind, ethics, and reason argument also, the anthropological argument, the most reasonable explanation for our consciousness, our our ability to reason, our ability to know the difference, difference between what is right and what is wrong, and to think. And then you have the religious or the moral argument, the spiritual argument. What is the most reasonable explanation for man's desire to worship? Well, all of these things also can be applied to the Bible, the order of the Bible, the cause of the Bible. Where did it come from? You know, when you consider the cause and effect of the Bible, if it was just a group of 40 men who wrote randomly, and again, they weren't living all in the same village, were they? They were not all living at the same time, but they were scattered out through time in different parts of the known world at that time, writing certain things that fit perfectly within this overall book. It took almost 2,000 years to write. Astounding. 1,500 years is what, from the time of Moses to the time of Christ, till, well, till the first century was concluded. Then you have all of the biblical records written in that period of time, but by 40 different men. Did not know each other. Or at least most of them didn't. But you have the order of Scripture, the most reasonable explanation for the organization of the things that are said, the complexity of its contents. I mean, it's hard enough for one man to sit down and write a book and it all fit together. How much more difficult is it for 40 different men to sit down over 1,500 years and write a conglomeration of things that fit together perfectly as a puzzle? Now, the unbeliever and the skeptic will not see easily the organizational structure and the complexity of the book and how it fits together that's because they don't want to but upon examination it is more than evident that the mind behind this book has to extend beyond the capabilities of mere mortals when you think about the mind, the ethics, and the reason, the most reasonable explanation for its moral and practical content, man cannot and will not ever come up with the wisdom and the morality expressed in the Bible. It's not going to happen. Not man alone. can't happen. So quickly, in the little bit of time that we have left, because we're going to be talking about this uh, for this week. Of course, unless you have a question or comment about something else, we'll be glad to entertain those and do what we can to give you Bible answers to any question that you have. But this week, at least the, the backdrop of everything that we're going to be talking about is, is can we trust the Bible? I want to tell you some reasons quickly why I trust the Bible. Okay, number one, the archaeological evidence the extra-biblical writings, scientific accuracy and foresight, uh, things that are written in the Bible fit the times in which those things were written. Now, it hasn't been too many years ago that uh, people questioned the existence of the Hittites. People questioned the existence of King David. People questioned 
did not believe that certain things were true until, oops, here we find a stone, here we find a rock, here we find here we find a piece of jewelry, here we find a, you know a, a a letter, a piece of parchment that has this inf- until we found these things. I mean, we didn't know, but these things, thousands and thousands of pieces of evidence has been found to support the record of the Bible. In fact, there was one man who set out to prove Luke wrong in the book of Acts. And he went to all the places that Luke mentioned. Now, some of those places did not even, he did not even know that they existed. The names had changed, you know, times had changed things. And so, uh, but he went to try to prove Luke wrong. Well, the more he dug in the dirt, the more he found. The man eventually became a Christian. He became a believer in the Bible, put it that way. Archaeology and extra-biblical writings prove the writings of the Scripture. Then you have all the manuscript evidence all of the manuscript evidence, just for the New Testament alone, over 5,700 manuscripts dating all the way back to the first century. You've got a fragment of the piece of John, book of John, that goes all the way back to the end of the first century. You have all of the manuscripts that were scattered all over the world that all of a sudden, and in the first century, it's clear that it just began to scatter from that point and went everywhere. And all of these pieces of manuscript evidence is found throughout the known world. You have fulfilled prophecy. By the way, it's not just the New Testament. Of course, you have the Old Testament. You have the Septuagint. You have the scriptures that the Jews accepted even before, you know, hundreds of years before Jesus was born. Put into a book, a collection in in the Greek language. You have so many pieces of evidence. Yes, and then you have the Dead Sea Scrolls on top of that. You know, to to just add more evidence upon evidence upon evidence. Then you have the fulfilled prophecies. It is said that there are some 350 prophecies in the Old Testament that reference Jesus Christ. That were fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The odds of that happening are more or more difficult than for you if, and I'm not advocating this in any stretch of the imagination, I don't, I don't believe in gambling. Gambling is, is not the, a legitimate way to, to earn money. But even if you, you won the lottery, the chances of you winning that lottery is better than Jesus fulfilling all of the prophecies mentioned of him in the Old Testament. You have the internal consistency from beginning to end, from Genesis 3, well, from Genesis 2 and the creation of, of man in Genesis 1 and the creation of man and woman and the institution of marriage in Genesis 2, 24, and then you get into chapter 3 and the fall of man and then the statement that if through the woman's seed, Satan's head would be crushed, pointing to Jesus Christ himself. And uh, this is developed intricately in the writings of the scripture from that point forward. 
forthrightness about its authors and characters' failures. I mean, one of the greatest men of the Bible is King David, right? If this was a book written by men to honor men, it would not have included David's sins with Bathsheba murdering her husband Uriah the Hittite. That wouldn't be there. All the sins and the shortcomings of men wouldn't wouldn't be there. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. Think about this one. Jesus Christ is reported that he was raised from the dead. Twelve men spread this throughout the world in a very short period of time. In fact, by the time, around 60 A.D., the Apostle Paul, when he wrote the book of Colossians, he would already said that the gospel had gone throughout the whole world, Colossians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, and Colossians 1, verse 23. By that time, the gospel had spread everywhere. Understood severe persecution at that. Explain that. If the resurrection wasn't true, why would men be willing to die for what they knew to be a lie? Explain that. And why would 12 people keep up this lie under such severe persecution? You know, men aren't very good at keeping lies and and things very long without exposing it for what it is a lie. In the Watergate hearings, there were 12 men. They couldn't keep a lie for five days. And someone squealed. Ah, that's just not going to happen. But you have 12 men under the penalty of death die for their faith in Jesus Christ die for their belief that he was raised from the dead. Why would they do that if it was a lie? And then then you take the Bible's transforming power for good. The Bible, listen, if the Word of God was introduced into a place and everyone within that place, let's say a small country, Let's say Venezuela. That place has been in the news a lot lately. They're having a lot of problems. Let's say that Venezuela, the gospel was preached and everyone became a Christian. Everyone believed in God and followed God's word. What kind of place would Venezuela be? For that matter, what if everyone in Little Rock, Arkansas believed and followed the Bible as it is the truth of God, you, I mean, you really followed it. I don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean hypocrite, critical following. I'm talking about really, truly following the teachings of Jesus Christ. What kind of city would Little Rock, Arkansas, be? And you take these things, you know, and you could go on, and I will go on. As a matter of fact, Lord willing, tomorrow afternoon. And explain to you, we're going to dig into this a little bit more, a lot more, Lord willing, of course. 
Hope that you can join us. Uh, we'll be back at 3 o'clock. Till then, may God the bless The Church of Christ that meets day. at 7115 West 65th Street in Little Rock has presented this program in the interest of searching for the truth. To request a past program, religious discussion, sermon CD, or religious literature, call 501-568-1062. That's 501-1062. You can email Don McLean by going to the church's website, w65stchurchofchrist.com. If you prefer to write to the West 65th Street Church of Christ, the address is P.O. Box 190062, Little Rock, Arkansas, 722.